English with Rob. Hi everyone, it's Rob. I'm back, and uh, I've put on my best shirt and uh, <laughs> cleaned my shoes and uh, combed my hair, put some gel in my hair, because going on a date today. No, I, this is not how I should introduce it because it's not true. But we are talking about dating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Julie from English Etc. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, and very nice to meet you because it is the first time that we're talking. So. Yeah, well, apart from like nice, the yeah. five minutes of oh, is your mic okay? <laughs> yeah, your mic's good. Uh, uh, Robbie should put a light on <laughs> because you're backlit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the tip. Was good. Okay, so uh, our subject today uh, is dating. You know, I try to pick subjects that um, will be useful to English learners, and uh, I think the dating language is important if you want to get ahead in dating, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super important. I think it's something that a lot of English learners struggle with, especially when they're dating people from other cultures and not necessarily English speakers, but anyone who they have to communicate with in English. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough and it's a, definitely an interesting topic. So good choice. Yeah. Because, well, thank you for the good choice. Uh, like normally I send uh, podcast guests a list and I was really happy that Julie chose this one because uh, not everybody wants to talk about dating and uh, I certainly don't have any recent experience of it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad that someone picked it as a subject. It's really cool. And yeah, so like on a date, if you're not a native English speaker or, or maybe both of you aren't, you're nervous already. And then to be nervous mm -hmm. about your language as well, uh, it's tough. So we're going to help you guys with that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we've got a list of useful vocabulary to go through, some useful terms. See how many you know already. See how many are new for you. So I'll start with the first one, Julie. Um, talk about dating. Uh, we normally say to go on a date or to have a date with someone mm -hmm. and then it's a noun as well um a date and the person is also the date like I'm, I'm going out oh who's your date yeah do you say that because I think in, in British English it's not so common to say oh sh this is my date uh, oh, sorry, I don't wait. think we <laughs> I should I should tell people that you're Canadian <laughs> yes yes I'm Canadian by the way um I don't think that I've ever heard someone being introduced as a date, like this is my date. Um, we would normally just introduce someone by name. Yeah. And I would use this if I were telling a story about my date after the date. So if I don't want to disclose the name of the person who I was on a date with, I would just say, yeah, I went on this date and my date was terrible or my date was great or he was really sweet or whatever. So I wouldn't personally introduce someone as this is my date because it's really impersonal I think yeah it's weird it's like overly and formal isn't it it's weird yeah the date might be offended uncomfortable so okay yeah so okay so we might be hearing you use that later on when we uh have some conversations about dating yeah okay and then uh as an as a verb also to date like oh we are dating uh I'm dating this person to be dating and to date Okay, so uh, what's next on the on the list? Do you want to take the next one, Julie? The next, yeah. Next on our list, we have um, basically different relationship status or marital status, whatever you want to call them. Um, so the first one is single, which is an adjective. So if you don't have a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, then you are single, of course. Um, and this expression, the next expression is really nice and really common to be seeing someone. And I think this has come up with quite a few of my students in conversations or when they're reading or when I say it, they are really confused. So it's nice that you put it on the list. So if you say I am seeing someone, it literally means that you are dating someone you're in the early generally in the early stages of a relationship mm -hmm. so I think in I guess it's the same for you but I I'm assuming in serious relationships you don't still say you're seeing someone no I right? think my wife would be, be really annoyed if I say oh this is <laughs> <laughs> this is who I'm seeing <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no yeah you're right and I think you're when you're at the early stages and maybe you haven't had the conversation about are you going to be boyfriend and girlfriend 
uh, you know, yeah. where is this going? Well, what are we doing here? But before that, before you have that conversation, then you're seeing someone, yeah. Yeah, I think this is also useful when uh, someone asks you on a date and you don't want to go, even if you're not seeing someone, you can say that you're seeing someone. Right. So it's kind of a polite way to turn someone down or say, no, I don't want to go out with you. You can just pretend and lie, I guess, and say that you're, yeah. you're seeing someone. It's a smaller lie than I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend or I'm married. Yeah. Right? I'm seeing someone. Yeah. It's a, a little better. A white lie, like um, a lie, a lie created to not hurt somebody's feelings. It's a white lie. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've used it. I've said it and it works. It's, it's nice. It's a nice way. Cool. Uh, the next is to be an item. So this one just means that you are a couple. And I think normally I've used this to refer to other people, not myself in a couple. So I would say if I'm talking about you and your wife, for example, I can say they are an item, but I wouldn't say it about myself and my partner. I think it's a bit unnatural. Yeah, you're way. right. Yeah, it is. It is more used to talk about other people like celebrities as well. Like, did you know that? Um, let me think of two celebrities who I found out were an item and I was surprised. Um, oh, the, the couple, do you watch the Americans? I afraid my tone was wrong there. Do you watch the Americans, <laughs> the American TV series, <laughs> the Americans? No, no, about, I don't know this. I have never heard. Okay. Of it. It's about Russian spies. Maybe, maybe some of the listeners know it and I didn't know, but the two lead characters who are a couple on the show, they're an item in real life. I okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know it. Okay. But yeah, okay. It's an <laughs> it's example, a perfect example for some people is a perfect example. Yes. If you know. <laughs> it is, it is. And the last phrase here is to be in a relationship. So this one is very nice. It's very versatile. You can use it for any relationship, whether it's a new relationship or you are married. It's just a general way of saying that you have a partner. Again, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Uh, yeah, you're in a relationship or you're single. Mm -hmm. and that's the formal that's one i go with if i was writing something and i had to yeah. talk about my my relationship status my marital status well actually i would say married but <laughs> if you're in a formal yeah. way in a relationship and it's vague but formal yeah mm -hmm. okay so next um before you get uh well between single and seeing someone uh you you might have a crush on someone and and then you can also and well, to have a crush on someone means to, you know, to like, <laughs> to feel like to have some romantic feelings for them. Maybe you've never spoken yeah. to them. Maybe you do know them. And um, it can also be used as a noun, a crush, like, oh, she's my crush. But it's, I, I wouldn't use that, would you? I personally wouldn't use it. However, I think that I've, I've heard it used in pop culture and things like I think people celebrities refer to other celebrities as their celebrity crush like kind of as a joke mm -hmm. like I've heard it in interviews and things like that so I personally don't use it um I think it's something we used more when we were young when we were yeah, teenagers and kind of talking vibe. about yeah like you have a crush on I don't know boy at school or something but I think um nowadays I hear it yeah I do hear it but it's more in that way I think like a celebrity crush and yeah. I wonder what the uh, etymology of that is. Why is it a crush? You know, like to crush something like you crush. I don't know. Actually, uh, I, I have no bread? idea. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who's I don't who's know. being crushed? What's being crushed? My, my heart is being crushed. Maybe that's it. It would be good to, to find out, but mm. I don't uh, know. We should... If only we up. had some way of looking it up. <laughs> yeah, if only. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't spend all day doing this. We do it on everything, but let's quickly do it. Yeah, check. It's interesting. Yeah, you know, because we live in the future. We've got computers in front of us. Don't have Siri set up. That would be useful. <laughs> uh, and I think actually when I, when I was uh, in middle school and high school, a lot of pop songs had this word in it. So I think it was more used when we were younger. And now it's a little less common. Oh, I'm finding etymology of crush, but I put etymology of to have a crush. And I'm just getting the original meaning. Crushing things together. <laughs> why, do we have, why do we have a crush on someone? That's a completely different question. To have a crush on phrase meaning and origin. Okay, let's see except cookies 
<laughs> okay. To have a crush on, to be infatuated with, attracted to, this euphemism originated in the United States as slang from about 1914. Uh, there was a song about it called I've Got a Crush on You, Sweetie Pie. And after that, a crush became the person one had a thing for, or in British terms, was gone on. I'm gone on you. I think that's maybe at that time. I wouldn't say that now. I've never, <laughs> I've never oh, heard of that. completely gone on her. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so it, it seems like it came from a song. Yeah. Uh, written by the Gershwins, George and Ira, and it's called I've Got a Crush on You, Sweetie Pie. Hmm. Okay. Well, I've never, I've never come across a word that is from, or a phrase that is actually from a song that's become popular. That's really interesting. Honestly, when I think about it, I probably heard the word the first time in a song and, and just understood that it was slang. Um, like I didn't learn it from my friends or family. So that's the reason why I, I mentioned that. Cool. I like that. The one, let's just look that up. And it's something really interesting while wow, this podcast yeah. is working out. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, there's to have a crush on someone. Um, and I, I'd say that that's more like you do hear it in songs and in movies because I feel like it's more of an American thing. Although yeah. you do say it in the UK and, you know, in the playground, I'd hear, I would hear about someone not having a crush on me, but having a crush on someone else. Mm -hmm. um, but in the UK, more common it would be to say, I fancy someone. And again, that's like the teenager sort of uh, lexicon to fancy someone. Yeah. Um, I suppose you could talk, you could use it to talk about celebrities, but, um, oh no, I don't know. I suppose some, an older person could be at the pub with their mates and say, oh, I really fancy the, this person at work. Oh. <laughs> do, do a lot of people use it? Because I only learned it from my British friends later on in life. When I was younger, I didn't know about this word. Yeah. I teach it now as um, British English, but I personally don't say it. It just sounds unnatural for me to say. Um, yeah, totally. It's, it's said um, still now, I believe. <laughs> um, and, but it's, there is there's the extended phrase because you can just say, I fancy someone and it means I have a crush on, I'm attracted to them. But you can also say, oh, do you fancy a cup of tea? Yeah, this is what I've heard more yeah. often. Like, do you fancy something? Yeah. Like, do you want Do you to want get it? Do, or, do you feel yeah. like having this right now? Um, but then, yeah, so this is like another meaning of it, I suppose, because it's there is more meaning implied than just, <laughs> do you want this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a way. Yeah. In a way, there's more meaning than that. Okay. Mm. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Sure. Yeah. So the next one, the next one is a verb and this verb is to flirt. So this is also a word that a lot of my students have had to translate because they don't know how to explain it. And it's very new for a lot of people. And to flirt is basically to act in a way that you show or demonstrate that you're interested in someone physically, romantically, or sexually. So, um, a lot of cultures also people are not flirtatious so I think it's hard for people to grasp this concept like I've taught this word many times and a lot of times people found it confusing so ah. it's a good word to know uh because I live in the Middle East yeah and... I was going, sorry I was going to interrupt because um I realized I didn't introduce you properly I didn't say where you're teaching where, where you're living that's okay okay sorry everybody <laughs> uh Julie's Canadian uh, living yes. and teaching in Dubai. Um, so yeah, I suppose the, this, the, like the culture out there is not one of, uh, flirting and, uh, it's, so it's a, like a new concept as well as a new word. It sometimes. depends. So it depends. Like Dubai is a very, very international city. There's a lot of expats here, but there are a lot of people from, uh, the Middle East and the Gulf region also here. So if I'm teaching Europeans, of course, this word can be translated and I think it's very easy to understand, but there are a lot of people who have more conservative cultures. There are people who are more religious and flirting is not 
really okay. It's not acceptable. It's not a thing. So when you mm-hmm. tell a story about it, not everyone, it doesn't click with everyone right away. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's something yeah, and that people, it doesn't come up in conversation much anyway. You know, it, even if it, no. it happens, people don't talk about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. But yes, I've noticed it here um, that a lot of people had no idea what I, what I was talking about at first. And I had to, to yeah, consider that when I was explaining this word. But yes, it's a good word to know. Um, and I mentioned the adjective while I was speaking already. And uh, you can describe a person who flirts a lot as a flirtatious person. Mm-hmm. And some people are just flirtatious in general. Like it's just the way that they are all the time, even if they're not interested in uh the other person romantically they just come across as flirtatious or flirty we also say but that's kind of more conversational Mm -hmm. and more often used for women i think yeah when flirtation friendliness is uh you know someone's taken the wrong message and thought they were being flirty then they're just being nice and giving you a smile yeah uh okay and um the next one is to have chemistry to have chemistry with someone or another way of saying it is to click, to click with someone when you, you meet and you just uh, get on immediately. Uh, you Your relationship is good from the start. Mm-hmm. You like each other's company. And sometimes this is used um, to talk about movies. Like maybe the, the two main stars just had no chemistry or they had amazing yeah. chemistry. They clicked. Yeah, this one is, it's good. It's used a lot. Uh, The next one is to ask someone out. So this is a phrasal verb, actually. And it's very, very common. This is just when you invite someone out on a date. You will definitely hear this if you watch um, English television shows. Uh, a lot of times people say, are you asking me out when they know that they're being invited on a date? But yeah, it just means to invite someone out on a date, usually for dinner, lunch, a drink, coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, to ask someone out. And um, well, while we're there, that's not on the list, but to, to be similar is to be going out with someone. If you're going mm-hmm. out with someone, then it's, it's like the early st- stages of the relationship. It's like to be seeing someone. Oh, yeah. I'm going out with this person. Uh, and, uh, okay. To have a fling, to have a fling, uh, something which is a short, intense relationship and not serious. No one's thinking about the future. Uh, it's just a fling. And I guess the ideally both people know it at the time <laughs> instead of one of them finding ideally. out. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, was just, it was just a fling to you, wasn't it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this is also more common in Western culture than other cultures. Yes. <laughs> I think it's also a thing from movies and TV shows yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, let's have a conversation. Let's have the conversation. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's have the conversation about this and that. Let's have the conversation. Just me and you. So we're going to take all of that useful vocabulary and maybe some of it will come up in our conversation. Um, So I've got some conversation questions about dating for Julie and uh, we'll just have a chat about it. So my first question is, we we, we mentioned that you are in Dubai um, Mm. and you have a boyfriend. Um, Did you meet in Dubai? We did meet in Dubai. Okay, so I can ask you this question. How is dating in Dubai different to dating (laughs) in Canada or maybe anywhere else you've lived? Yeah, so uh, I have lived in a few different places, actually. So I'll just mention that before I answer the question. Um, So I've lived in China, Afghanistan, Brazil, Thailand, the UK for a while. And I dated there as well. And here in Dubai, so wow, you have been. <laughs> yes, I I moved. I was teaching and working in all these places. That's so, great, fantastic. Lots uh, of travel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very different, I guess, in in every place. Um. So I'll answer the question. 
Dubai compared to Canada. So I think that dating in Dubai is very tricky. I think you can find people to to go out with and just casually date uh, pretty easily. However, finding a serious relationship, if that's what you're looking for, is pretty difficult in Dubai because it's a very temporary place for many people. Uh, Dubai is built on business and work and I'm an expat and everyone or almost everyone here. Um, they're also expats. So uh, expat, for those of you who don't know, is a person who lives and works in another country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people come here to work and then leave. So I think that's why it's so difficult. And a lot of people, uh, Dubai has been referred to as like the Las Vegas of the Middle East. And it is, it can be very like flashy and people, it's like people kind of work hard and play hard here. So you can date, you can go on dates, but it's harder to find something serious here. Okay. I th- yeah, I, I had the same, not um, personally have the same experience, but when I lived in Cambodia, which is very different from Dubai, but it's also like an expat bubble and it's a place yeah. where people go and they're not, they know, I think people, when they go to Cambodia for a few years, go to Dubai for a few years, they know it's not where they want to settle. It's not the end of, you know, it's not where they're going to stay. It's a temporary part of their life especially Dubai because I think people go there because it's tax-free to make a lot of money and then know that they're going to take it wherever and and spend it or have a more comfortable life yes and the same in in Cambodia not for the money but for um other reasons people are there just for like a gap year or maybe I don't know and yeah people like to have relationships but yeah, it's the same. It's difficult to find a serious relationship because people it's, people are at a temporary stage of their life. I'm yeah. generalizing, but I think there is a trend. No, I'm generalizing too. I'm, I'm in a relationship that I've been in for four years. So I'm in a serious relationship, but yeah. I, w- I wasn't looking for a serious relationship when I met my boyfriend. Um, and he's like one in a million. Wow. I think like I had <laughs> given up at that point. But uh yeah, it's it's different. Like in Canada, I think also you meet people more organically, like you meet people at work and at school and you have a community mm-hmm. that you grow up in. It's your home. And it's I would say easier <laughs> to date in Canada than it than it is here in Dubai. Interesting how you say um, meeting people organically. That's a really good way to put it, because I had been thinking about, because there's one thing, of course, if we're going to talk about dating, which is not one of my questions that I had, but we can't really not mention Tinder because now I think, I don't know yeah. if people really um, meet organically. Like, what, what is more common, do you think? People meeting organically or meeting on what on apps? So dating apps. I've used Tinder. I don't know if you've used it before. Uh, I've not. I don't know if I, you want it, to answer that. Well, I will. Um, <laughs> It's uh, Tinder arrived um, and I was not in a situation to use Tinder since its arrival. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I won't be. Um, but yeah, yeah, I kind of am a little bit bitter. I wish that Tinder had, would have made my life a lot easier <laughs> in my, you know, 20s. Um, yeah, would have made all those nights out less stressful. Like, oh, God, I'm going to meet someone at this, at, this, at this club maybe or at this bar. Um, to just do, I was just do it on the app and then have fun instead <laughs> on in the pub instead yeah. of worrying about catching someone's eye. Honestly, like you were saying that uh, meet about meeting organically. I met my boyfriend just out. I saw him and we clicked and we started talking okay. and that's how we met. We were at a bar. He was with friends. I was with friends and we talked. So I was very happy about that. Before that, I was using Tinder and it was horrible. I've used it in a couple of the different places I've been in. Um, maybe here at home and one other place, I think, but it was horrible. So you you didn't miss out on anything. Okay. Um, I think people do, people do meet organically, but especially in Western culture and Western countries, it's much less common now than it was before. Um, I'm also thinking about like my friends and people I know who are single. I think like people just don't have time to waste. And 
it's also like, I don't know, I could go on and on forever about Tinder, but um, it's a lot less common to meet people organically from my personal experience. It's unfortunate, but it's just the world we live in, I think. Yeah, it could be a massive, massive shift in, in that people, if they start to rely on, on these apps, that yeah. people don't like start talking to each other in bars or share, you know, not suggestive looks, but, you know, flirting glances. <laughs> um, suggestive looks, yeah. Will, will we lose that skill? Is it a skill? I don't know. Or will that I still happen because people lost. are out in a bar and, oh, oh. hmm. I think it's already lost. Yeah, honestly. really? It's changed that yeah, much already? It's pretty horrible. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. All right. Let's ask you a positive question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's change. <laughs> um, okay. So going back to the organic thing. Yeah. Aside from um, Tinder, uh, what are some ways that people have asked you out? You, you mentioned before when we had to ask someone out, they said, are you, are you asking me out? Uh, <laughs> so can you share some of the, because uh, it's always a weird moment, isn't it? When, when you ask someone yes. out or when you get asked out. Uh, I've only been asked out normally, I would say. Like I've just been invited somewhere. So aside from Tinder, which I mentioned I use, but nothing serious ever came from Tinder for me. Um, I have only just been asked out what I would say is normally, like someone inviting me for lunch or inviting me for a coffee or inviting me to have dinner. Uh, that's it like there there's nothing crazy to say about that I guess um I've asked people out in the same way <laughs> just asked them if they'd like to go out for a drink or go out for dinner and that was it so nothing crazy okay. do you have any more interesting stories than that uh, I think I've been watching too many movies <laughs> where people okay. get asked out or meet in weird ways and then you know or getting asked out on the the train in the middle of uh, no. Paris or something <laughs> just by a stranger and then it was a wonderful date um, I get okay okay hold I'm sorry to interrupt you I, I get hit on by people which ooh. is another good um, phrase to yeah. know let's talk, well, let's talk about that street. To, to, to hit on someone it's got a negative connotation hasn't it it kind of does yeah especially in this way that I'm using it yeah uh, when you hit on someone it's like you <laughs> it's like you're flirting like in a one way it's one way flirting basically like you're trying to uh get their attention and show them that you are interested in them but it's generally it's very direct yeah uh there's no like lead up or no conversation like you just make a comment to a man or a woman walking by and personally it's a turn off another great expression uh for me it's not flattering if you just hit on someone in the middle of the street, like there's no context or there's no conversation. It's unwelcome in my opinion, but again, some people like it. Um, so that's happened a lot to me, but I wasn't counting that as being asked out because I just kind of erase those situations from my mind. Yeah, the difference between asked out and being hit on. And, you know, I knew guys when I was at university who would just go around the club and just hit on so many, Everyone. so many women and <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, oh, eventually one of them will say yes. Yeah. But it's not nice. You're an all, all night, no. um, you know, people have to deal with getting hit on and um, yeah, it can be, it can be not aggressive, but it's more, yeah, a, a, a sort of a dominant thing. Yeah. It can be aggressive. It can be aggressive. Like I've traveled a lot. So I've had a lot of experience with different people as well. Um, but it's not, it's not that I walk down the street and people are in love with me. It's the, it's the type of guys who are the type of men or boys or whoever, who hit on every woman. And then they just hope for like a response from anyone, like yeah. you said. So it's, it's not flattering because it's not actually directed at, at you. It's just like anyone who will respond, I guess. Yeah. And well, let's get off of it but um yeah good that the vocabulary is there though because yeah it's something to be talked about there's a lot of vocabulary yeah there's a lot of vocabulary here yeah i think i've gone on the romantic side of the dating vocabulary yes yes <laughs> and then i have just brought in all the negatives <laughs> no you've brought reality because it's been so long since i've been on the date. <laughs> that's the reality yeah yeah 
Okay, so um, assuming you've not been hit on, uh, you've been asked out or you've asked someone out, what's yeah. a good place to go or a good thing to do on a date? So you mentioned go for a coffee. Uh, mm -hmm. What else? So I, I think if you were just starting to date someone, uh, I, I like to do things that allow you to get to know the person. So like if you look at American movie and American TVs, you see very cliche, like you go to a movie, but I like watching movies alone even like I don't need I don't think a movie date is the best date when you're getting to know someone because you can't talk to them. So I think something like a coffee or dinner or a drink or lunch is nice when you're just getting to know someone and I think you can do more fun things. Um, once you know what they like to do. So for example, like if someone invited me to play golf. Uh, I don't like golf, so it would be boring and I would be polite and I would go and pretend to have fun and go through the motions of like playing golf, but it's not really fun for me. So I think something where like neither person feels pressure and you can just get to know what the other person likes. And then if we discuss on the first or second date that we both like golf, then we can go and play golf, for example. What do you think? I think golf would be a terrible date. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anything kind of sporty because you know, the other person's going to be good at it. Um, yeah. Well, but something like if someone was talking about, oh, I do rock climbing. So oh, I'd like to go sometime and you know, maybe no. you could, oh, wait, I'm going to use an idiom. Maybe you could show me the ropes. To show someone the ropes. So that's a joke. I used an idiom. Maybe you could show me the ropes means, you know, teach me how things are done, teach me how to do it. When you start a new job, you have to learn the ropes. And if you're going rock climbing for the first time, you have to learn the ropes. Um, but actually, I know the etymology of this one. It comes from um, when new sailors got onto sailing boats when they were, you know, the, the trade routes. And boats, sails have a lot of ropes and you have every boat is different and they would have to learn the ropes. And that's where it comes from. There you go. Why was I talking I did not about know learning that. the ropes? Oh, yes, because taking people on dates. So, yeah, something like that. Um, I always like live music uh, to go and watch live, yeah, music live music because not like a big concert, just like a bar where there's some musicians because there is like a show going on. It takes your attention and but not like a movie. You can you can talk comfortably yeah. to each other like that level where you can talk, but you can still hear the music in a bar. Um, yeah, something that that'd be that's a good date. But then you yeah. both you both yeah. have to like the music. <laughs> Yes. Yes. The place where I met my boyfriend, there was live music oh. and we still met and we were still able to talk and spend time. So yeah, it's a, it's a good, a good place. Oh, yeah. good. My theory was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. My next question is, and I'm hoping there'll be some nice anecdote and hopefully not anything, uh, too negative, <laughs> but tell us about a bad date you had. Okay. It is going to be negative, unfortunately. It is a bad date, but it's it's okay. So a bad date that I had um, was a Tinder date. And when I had moved here to Dubai, I was open to meeting people and I was on Tinder. And I met a Canadian teacher. So I was like, okay, you know, another teacher, we already have something in common. That's That's nice. So we matched and we were chatting and he said, okay, do you want to meet up for a drink? And I said, sure, we can, we can meet up. So we met up and first of all, this man's photo had to be, I would say like 15 years old or more. <laughs> and I'm not judgmental and I wasn't super attracted. I didn't find him extremely attractive, but I was like, he seemed nice in the chat and whatever. So let's meet. So first of all, it started off like this. The picture was was very inaccurate. And that I, I said, you know, you're here. Just it's OK. So well, wait, wait, you, you mentioned it at the beginning. You said you're older than I your did picture. Mention, I did. I said that to myself okay. in my head. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mention I didn't say anything. I was polite and I said, hi, nice to meet okay, you. OK, you didn't say to him. OK, we're here now. <laughs> OK, I no, thought, no, that is, no, I thought no. you meant you said I, that to him. OK. Sorry, I thought that to yeah. myself <laughs> and I just proceeded to go on this date and uh, we met at a bar for a drink and first of all, 
we sat in the non-smoking section of this restaurant slash bar and he started smoking without asking which I thought was pretty rude first of all and secondly there was a little girl with her family at the next table and he's like blowing smoke in this child's face and the the waitress said excuse me sir this is a non-smoking section and I don't like uh guys who smoke it's not it's not great so I didn't like it anyway but I knew this was going nowhere so I just said just shut up and get through this date to myself and um the waitress asked us to move and I said okay you know maybe we should move and he said this is why I don't like Western women because you're so opinionated. And I said, okay, you're sitting in a, then I said directly, I said, you're sitting in a non-smoking section. It's clearly labeled on this table. There's a child next to you. The waitress has asked us to move. And I, I actually said like, I'm not, I can't, I don't think this is going well. So I'm going to go no shit. and I paid for my drink and left. And I left after a very short time. It was probably like 30 minutes. I tried to be polite because I was there and I thought even like, I didn't expect anything to come of it, but I thought that I could meet another teacher at the absolute least. And then it was horrible. Oh, no wonder you have a bad um, op yes. opinion of Tinder. Yeah. But <laughs> not only the smoking, but the, the, the phrase, what was it? Uh, this is why I don't date Western women because they're, yeah. because they're, what was it? <laughs> Because they're so opinionated. Oh, God. And I, I said, but you're, yeah. That, so I, I was a bit rude. I summarized what I said. I was a little more direct than I told in this story. But yeah, it was, good. it was horrible. Okay. I mean, good that you were more direct. Not good that it was horrible. <laughs> I was more direct. Yeah. I'm generally very polite, but it was ridiculous. So. Yeah, that is ridiculous. It sounds like someone <laughs> like doing a character or like, Okay, go on a date. Be the biggest old soul right. that you can. What could you do? Well, I could like, start smoking in the non-smoking <laughs> section near a child's and yeah. be angry when they say something about it no. and talk about Western women being too controlling. Jeez. <laughs> Have you been on a bad date? Not like that, no. Um, okay. <laughs> I've just been on... Well, I've been with my wife since 2002. So there's not been... Okay. Even before then, I was, I just had like quite long-ish relationships at university. Okay, yes, I've had bad dates. And one time, uh, so I, I invited, I said, you want to go out for a drink to, to this? I say girl, I shouldn't say girl really, because we were in our 20s uh, to this lady. And I suggested this bar, which I knew was in an old church, but I hadn't actually been there. And when we got there, it was like super romantic, <laughs> like overly <laughs> romantic, really, really beautiful uh, in the middle of Coventry, which is very strange. I wasn't expecting it. I thought it would be a bit nice, but it was super nice. And uh, I was, I, I didn't say anything, but I was thinking, gosh, <laughs> he's got the wrong opinion of this. Like I'm being too forward yeah. and it's too romantic. It was just supposed to be a casual, you know, get to know you drink. Yeah. <laughs> Did so, she say anything? Not about the place, but um, no. <laughs> I think it started us off on too much of an awkward. Well, yeah. it's um, that's what I'm putting it down to. Anyway, <laughs> we just didn't click. <laughs> yeah. Other yeah, reasons too, okay. I think. Okay, so let's do the next thing. I've realized when I was making my notes for this podcast, there are lots of phrasal verbs you can use to talk about dating. So uh, I've just put a few together to talk about. Um, but I made a jingle and the jingle includes some phrasal verbs. So listen out for, oh, another phrasal verb, listen out. <laughs> listen out for to stand someone up and to fall for someone. Here we go. Phrasal verbs, phrasal verbs about dating. If you stand somebody up, you keep them waiting. If you fall for someone, you. you maybe they'll fall for you too. Phrasal verbs, phrasal verbs about dating. Phrasal verbs about dating, okay. Okay, if you stand someone up, you keep them waiting. So there you go. If you stand someone up, you keep them waiting. <laughs> um, have you ever been stood up? I luckily have never been stood up and I've never stood anyone up either. I think it's very mean 
and you should not do it. Right. So there's no excuse now with, uh, no. I say now with phones, um, there's no excuse to stand someone up, but I have been stood up, um, but really? by a friend, yeah, not on a date, just by a friend who said, oh yeah, let's okay. come back here tonight. I'll meet you at the river. Yeah. I rode my bike all the way there. Not there, but that was 20 <laughs> years ago. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I haven't, I did speak to him after that. Oh, and he borrowed some mini discs and then never gave them back to me. <laughs> Okay, um, to, well, we talked about being on a blind date before. And another way of talking about it is to say to set someone up or to fix someone up. And that's when you, um, you know, two friends and you think, you know what, they, they should have a date. They, they might be, mm-hmm. I think they would match. Uh, and what else is there to chat someone up? How, let's put that against, um, to hit on someone to hit on someone yeah because yeah. they have the same meaning but different levels right what would you say i actually i think chat someone up is more british so i think you would have to explain the difference to me and then i could okay all just... right I, I didn't realize it was quite you so you don't say to chat someone up yeah maybe it is more no. the um more the um translation of to hit on someone but i feel like to hit on someone is more strong, more aggressive, more unwanted. Whereas to chat someone up, it's more light, more light. I think that, okay. in in the context that I mentioned earlier, when you're walking down the street and people are harassing you in that sense, it's unwanted, but I think that it can be neutral as well. I know I said, yes, it can. It has a negative connotation. I think it depends how you use it and how it's happening, but I think it's not always a bad thing. Um, yeah, this is why it's depending. weird and we have to compare the two. Well, there, yeah. there is the, uh, not traditional, but um, there is a thing called chat-up lines. And they're, they're jokes, really, but they're cheesy chat-up lines. That so we say pick-up lines. Pick-up lines. Yeah. Okay. For it's example. The same thing, but yeah. <laughs> should have had some of these prepared. <laughs> And some are, some are super, you know, rude. Uh, and yeah. some are like, um, for example, you go to a bar and you put some ice on a table next between yourself and the other person. And you just start tapping it and you say, I'm just trying to break the ice between us. Warning, idiot, warning, idiot, warning. So to, to break the ice with someone is an idiom, meaning you know, to get to know them, to start to say the first hellos. Um, but actually having the ice and just breaking the ice. Yeah. You know, what I was thinking of that was more negative was catcalling. Oh, yeah. Catcalling is hitting on good. someone can be just neutral, depending. And then catcalling is negative all the time. Yeah. Catcalling is like whist- wolf whistling and uh, yeah. just shouting your opinion of how someone looks across the, <laughs> across the street or from the building site yeah. is the stereotypical thing that builders do it. I'm sure not all builders do it, but, um, yeah. And they chat up lines. Um, so, but you know, someone, maybe you're just talking to someone in a bar and then you go, wait, was he, was he chatting me up? Was she t- chatting me up? Oh, how you doing? Yeah. You like the music? Not but some, so full on. I think some up lines are funny. Yeah. But, do people really use them? Oh, have I lost you? I can't hear you, Judy. Yes, okay. Oh, okay, we're back. I better write that down. <laughs> I don't know what happened. No. Cheesy chat-up lines. I'm just going to Google some. Sure. Remember to thank me on your wedding day. Ask them if they have any raisins. When they say no, ask, well, how about a date? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Okay. uh, They're uh, funny, though. (laughs) Yeah. I I wanted a list, but it just read one out to me. Hang on. Uh, Cheesy chat-up lines. Tell them if they stood in... Oh, no, I want a list. I don't want... Oh, fuck it. Oh, we're running out of time. Okay. Okay, to chat someone up. Um, and to hit it off, to hit it off with someone 
it's like to click with or to have good chemistry, to hit it off. Not, not necessarily for romance, like, right? To hit it off with someone. Yeah, I think this is just when you meet someone and you, I think this is exactly like to click with someone, but it can be uh, a colleague, it can be a friend, just mm -hmm. you get along right away, you can talk easily, yeah. It's a nice one, I use it often, it's a good one to know. Excellent, and yeah, let's leave it there with the phrasal verbs, otherwise we're giving everybody too much new vocabulary. Yeah, I think it's, you know, because there was a, quite a lot at the beginning as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm nervous about, you know, with teaching, it's like giving to people too many, um, too much new vocabulary in one lesson. But then I think most of the learn, many of the learners will know a lot of them already. So they're not learning all of them yeah. from scratch. I think it's okay. okay. I think idiom. This is the problem with the idiom alarm. It always interrupts conversation. To do something <laughs> from scratch means to do it from the beginning. Yeah. Julie, are you ready for a game? I am ready. This is called Dating Do's and Dating Don'ts. Dating Do's and Dating Don'ts Ways to make sure they won't go home with you Dating Don'ts and Dating Do's Things you should and should not choose to do that one out okay i got <laughs> had a bit of fun with that one okay so dating do's and dating don'ts i'm going to tell you a thing and you should say if it's do or don't <laughs> right okay and people at home you should play along too and see if you think it's a do <laughs> or a don't and then i'll tell you it's all from a website called lifehack.org i have no idea what authority they have what authority they have on dating but here we go uh, is this do or don't? Turn up on time. Absolutely do turn up on time. Absolutely, yes. Oh, my jingle's turned down. That's correct! <laughs> oh, is it okay to have my daughter on a podcast about dating saying that's correct? Yeah, it's, yeah, we're not doing anything sexy, right? It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. Do turn up on time. But let's talk about on time and in time, because on time, there's often confusion. On time means before the time it starts, be on time, turn up on time. All right. What about talk about how great you are? Do or don't? Uh, no, <laughs> I would say no. I think this is a big turnoff. Bragging, even humble bragging is not attractive, I think, for most people. So. I would say it's a big don't. That's correct! Definitely. <laughs> okay. What about be interested? Be interested. Yes, I think you should be interested. Uh, sometimes people are super boring and there's a fine line between being fake and pretending. I think if they are going on and on and you really don't care, maybe you can change the subject. But generally, you should express some interest in what they're saying yeah yeah and especially those two combined if you if you keep talking about how great you are and the other person you ask <laughs> the other person talks about them and you're like yeah she's not interested looking around the room uh, yeah <laughs> not good <laughs> okay what about keep checking your phone do or don't do that on a date absolutely not uh for me this is kind of a red flag that's another idiom for you oh uh, wait the idiom <laughs> alarm is slow okay <laughs> it's a red flag yeah yeah i think it's pretty flag. obvious yeah, so it's a red flag. i think a that when sign. you meet someone especially yeah it's a warning sign basically of danger to come in the future i think if you are on a date with someone and they're constantly on their phone either they have somewhere else to be or they're just not interested in you uh both That's of good. which are oh, bad I didn't mean to press That's that okay. <laughs> this is going terribly uh, i seemed uninterested didn't i <laughs> by pressing no, it just sorry. shut up now i'm pressing this button so you shut up <laughs> what about 
Um, but you're right. Correct. Um, don't keep checking your phone. What about be underdressed? Be underdressed. Underdressed. I think you should be appropriately dressed for the place you're going. So yeah, if it's a casual place, dress casually. If it's a formal place, dress formally. And that's a pretty safe, safe bet. That's correct! Yes, it says here, <laughs> being overdressed is far better than turning up looking a scruff. If you're a scruff or you're scruffy, <laughs> I don't know, your, your clothes are too casual. Uh, you, your date will appreciate the effort you made. And if they haven't made as much of an effort, they will aim to next time you meet up. What? Is that, is that what it really says? I think they'll feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah, actually. I don't agree with that at all. I think if you... Mm -hmm, okay. No. But yeah, I wanted to... I thought this was a good question because we talk about being overdressed and underdressed. Um, yeah. Is it better to be overdressed or underdressed? Like wearing a suit to the pub or wearing a tracksuit... <laughs> to the opera <laughs> they're both bad yeah. I just, <laughs> just aim for in between everybody <laughs> yeah just dress normally just dress appropriately if you're not sure just look online what to wear to a bar what to wear to the opera and then you'll know definitely um and the same with jobs actually you know when you think about going for a job interview yeah you have to like think what would people at the job wear and then go a little bit smarter than that yeah Okay, too much, uh, two more. Uh, do or don't, make eye contact. Uh, yes, make eye contact, but again, in a natural way. Like if you're staring at someone for <laughs> three hours straight and you haven't you know, looked anywhere else, it can be uncomfortable. So I think making like a healthy level of eye contact is, is key. You don't want a second date, but I made eye contact with you. <laughs> Yeah, you stared at me all everything night. Everything in moderation. You did, you did nothing you know, but everything. make eye contact. <laughs> uh, yes, do. That's correct! And the last one, you've, I mean, you've got them all right so far, so you can get one wrong. Good. I doubt you will. I, I doubt you will get this one wrong. <laughs> do or don't, spend too long talking about past relationships. Oh, absolutely no. This is a hard no. So I think, yeah, for many reasons, people are super uncomfortable and you come across another phrasal verb, uh, you come across like you are still uh, thinking about your past relationships or in love with your ex. And yeah, I think there's a time and place to discuss past relationships. But on the first date or first few dates, uh, I would say it's not necessarily the time. Okay, now the last thing um, I wanted to look at because you you have a book. Julia has a book on her website, a free ebook called English Conversations Made Simple. And uh, there's a little bit in it, not a little bit, a big bit, chapter three called Keeping the Conversation Going. And I just wanted to go through the I'm not, on each aspect. You've written more about it, so there's more to, to go and read, everybody. But I just want to see if you think all of these conversation uh, tips that you've put in your book are the same for dating. And because it's from a book, I want to play this jingle, which is not my jingle, but someone else's. So, there are six things written about in this chapter. Uh, is this good for dating? Number one is find a natural rhythm. Find a natural rhythm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. So I guess I can just say a little bit about each one. Um, as we said, like, yeah, I think that the natural rhythm is just letting both people speak kind of the way we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time that we've spoken, but we've we've managed to find a natural rhythm, I would say. So, yeah, I think it's important for any interaction, including dating. Good. Uh, two, ask lots of questions. Uh, yes. However, don't just like shoot the questions one after the other, because people need time to think and you don't want it to feel like, uh, an interview or an interrogation. And I think that 
when someone answers the question, you actually have to answer to listen to the answer. So ask lots of questions, but allow them to ask you questions as well. So this applies to dating, but make sure again, that you're not the only one asking a million questions. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel nice. Or right? I've been in situations where people no. are just asking, like, I'm just asking the questions and then they answer and then yeah, no, it's got to talk about a, talk something else like football or no, you can't talk about football. <laughs> yeah. Um, make it two-sided. Make it two-sided. Is that good for dating? So, yeah, absolutely for dating. Um, two-sided conversations are, I think, the only good conversations. I think one-sided conversations are not conversations. They are more of lectures and uh, the reason that this is in this ebook, it's free. You guys can get it. It's very important because, especially for English learners, I've seen it a lot in classes when they're kind of doing icebreakers and getting to know each other. It's a long list of questions that it becomes very one-sided sometimes. I know it's not intentional. Um, so it absolutely applies to dating that your conversation needs to be two-sided and make sure the other person is okay and not sleeping and following what you're saying. (laughs) Okay. Um, And number four, express interest and empathy. I think you already said that really. Be interested in what people are saying when they're asking questions. That's why we're asking questions. Okay. Um, Five, confirm understanding. Mm-hmm. So this uh, applies, especially if language is involved, if there is a language barrier or you speak different languages, I mm. think you might have to do this, uh, not just in terms of language, but also if you're, let's say you're talking about your work or your job and it's a new concept for the other person and they have no idea what you do, uh, it's important to make sure that they're that they're following you. Sometimes people pretend that they understand and they just nod and yeah, on they a date don't. especially maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think it's important. But I think you can pick up on the body language often when when yeah. someone's not understanding. This is why I like to um, have video when I'm recording the podcast. And ideally, when I teach my students, I would like them to put their videos on, but not all of them do. <laughs> oh, maybe they're yeah. maybe they're listening to this. <laughs> They've got the message now. <laughs> Um, okay. And, um, number six, listen, should you listen when you're on a date? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen in every situation, but especially on a date, um, and gentlemen, women like men who are good listeners. So yeah, I think listening is important. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, in fact, it starts one of the most important conversation skills actually isn't speaking. It's listening. I agree. Okay, so uh, you can find that ebook at EnglishEtc.com, right? Yep, yep. And etc. is just uh, etc. You don't have to write it's out. It's actually just English and other things because I teach English and a lot of skills. Um, yeah, if if you guys can, you can also find it on my Instagram in my bio. Uh, so I teach a language, of course, but my I specialize in business and exam preparation, and I do a lot of things in addition to just English. So it's a lot of soft skills training and interview prep and job prep as well. So it's English and other things. That's where the <laughs> that's where the name came. from. I really like the name yeah. English, etc. It's got the Thank alliteration, you. The, the you know the repetition of the uh sound, yes. and it leaves you open that you can do so much more. It's English, etc. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, I came up with it because I wasn't sure where it would go. And that's what it was. It was English and other skills and stuff. It's a good one. Well done. I I, I found it difficult finding a catchy name, which is why everyone's listening to... Listening to... English, English with Rob. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can find uh, links to English, etc. Uh, in the notes for this podcast and... I will also put uh, Julie's wonderful Instagram and YouTube channels where she posts lots of super useful stuff too. Uh, so Julie, thanks thanks a lot for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. It's been really cool. Okay. See you another time. Bye. Bye. Dating do's and dating don'ts. Ways to make sure they won't go home with you. Dating don'ts and dating do's. Things you should and should not choose to do. Do, 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 do.
shoes.